Hello, everyone, and welcome to the May 17th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Foltz with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly. Let's get started with our litigation news. The Almarez and Guzman cases are the most controversial decisions of the year. They are both pending requests for appellate review in the Court of Appeal. A writ of review has been granted by the 6th District Court of Appeal in the Guzman case. Appellate briefs have now been filed in Guzman by all parties and amicus or friends of the court. Oral argument has now been scheduled for June 10 at 10 o'clock in the Guzman case. This hearing will take place in the 6th District Court of Appeal courtroom on the 10th floor of the Commercia Bank building located at 333 West Santa Clara Street, Suite 1060 in San Jose. The public may attend this hearing, provided the courtroom has sufficient space. This is the next and perhaps last step before the Court of Appeal issues their decision. The procedure for oral argument before the Court of Appeal is specified by California Rules of Court. The appellant, petitioner, or moving party, in this case the employer, has the right to open and close. Each site is allowed 30 minutes for argument. If multiple parties are represented by separate counsel, or if a friend of the court is granted permission to argue, the court may apportion or expand the time limits. Only one counsel may argue for each separately represented party. After oral argument, the case will typically be submitted. The industry will then wait several months to learn of the outcome of this appeal. This will be a very interesting hearing to attend if you are in the San Jose area. And now our fraud report. A Monterey County woman pled guilty to insurance fraud, perjury, and financial elder abuse. Teresa Ann Lee was sentenced to 365 days in county jail and ordered to pay close to $40,000 in restitution and court fees. She also will serve 36 months probation. Lee was arrested in 2009. The investigation revealed that Lee was facing imminent firing from her employer at the Surfside Apartments in Santa Cruz. She submitted a workers' compensation claim to the State Compensation Insurance Fund claiming she fell from a ladder. It was determined that Lee faked this injury in an effort to obtain workers' compensation benefits. Lee received more than $13,000 in temporary disability payments and nearly $7,000 for medical treatment. The CDI investigation also revealed that Lee portrayed herself as a relative of the owner of the apartment complex and collected rental payments in her name. The Santa Cruz County District Attorney's Office prosecuted this case. A Mountain View man surrendered to authorities in connection with suspected workers' compensation insurance fraud. Christopher Ludlow was booked at the San Mateo County Jail for one felony count of insurance fraud for not reporting income while receiving workers' compensation benefits. Ludlow worked as a plumber for Boudreaux Plumbing and Heating in Redwood City. In 2007, Ludlow injured his back while crawling under a residence. A workers' compensation claim was submitted to Farmers Insurance. Ludlow stopped working on doctor's orders 
and farmers began compensating him while he was recuperating and not working. The disability checks to Ludlow included a warning that he must notify farmers if he returned to work and or received any additional income. While Ludlow was receiving TTD payments, customers and former employees allege he was working for and being paid money by Boudreaux Plumbing. Investigation confirmed those allegations. The case is being prosecuted by the San Mateo County District Attorney's Office. And in regulatory news, the California Senate has passed a bill to extend the sunset date on the authority of the California Insurance Guarantee Association, or SEGA, to issue revenue bonds to pay workers' compensation claims. SEGA provides coverage against losses arising from the failure of an insolvent property casualty or workers' compensation insurer to discharge its obligations under its insurance policies. Existing law gives SEGA the ability to request the issuance of bonds through the California Infrastructure and Economic Development Bank. SB 1242 would extend authority to issue these bonds from 2011 to 2013. The bill passed the Senate floor with a 34 to 0 vote and was sent to the Assembly for committee assignment. A hearing of the Senate Labor and Industrial Relations Committee found that the Division of Workers' Compensation has deliberately and continuously failed to comply with a law requiring the adoption of a permanent disability rating schedule by January 1, 2010. Legislators claim that this failure may have resulted in substantially lower workers' compensation benefits for more than 70,000 Californians annually. A critical component of the 2004 reforms contained in SB 899 was a requirement that DWC revisit the rating schedule within five years and adjust benefits appropriately. Now, Five years later, the committee found that the DWC has failed to adopt a new schedule. The legislative committee claimed that this failure was because the DWC believes that an increase in permanent disability benefits may result in an increase in premiums, which they believe may not be advisable in the current economic climate. However, the committee pointed out that regulators are not empowered to make unilateral policy decisions. And in medical news, the California Division of Workers' Compensation released a new study on access to medical care for injured workers. The 2003 Workers' Comp reforms added Section 5307.2 to the Labor Code, which requires the DWC to contract with an independent firm to perform an annual study of access to medical treatment for injured workers. The first study was conducted by the UCLA Center for Health Policy Research. This current study was conducted by the University of Washington, Seattle. The study shows four out of five injured workers are satisfied with their care. The level of access to quality care appears unchanged from a similar study done in 2006. 
The vast majority of the nearly 1,000 injured workers surveyed reported they were able to see a doctor right away and did not have to travel more than 15 miles to do so. Most injured workers rated their overall quality of care as good, very good, or excellent. However, nearly half of the injured workers reported experiencing one or more barriers to accessing care. Workers who encountered access barriers were more likely to be older, have a back or neck injury, have multiple injuries, not speak English well or at all, and have an attorney involved in their case. Those facing such barriers were found to experience longer durations of disability. The final major component of the study was the survey of approximately 800 physicians who provided care to workers' compensation patients. The administrative requirements and paperwork burden continued to discourage medical providers. A third of the doctors surveyed indicated they planned to see fewer workers' compensation patients in the future. The California Workers' Compensation Institute, or CWCI, issued a new study on MPN utilization. The research reveals that both the network utilization rate and the percentage of workers' compensation medical dollars paid to network providers have continued to climb over the past five years. Network providers accounted for nearly three-fourths of physician-based services for 2008 injury claims. The latest data showed network providers accounted for over 83% of services in the first 30 days of a claim and over 67% of the post-30-day services rendered. The report is available to the public in the research section of the Institute's website, www.cwci.org. According to the National Council on Compensation Insurance, or NCCI, the state of the U.S. workers' compensation insurance industry is in a precarious position. This year's report given at the Annual Issues Symposium 2010 in Orlando, Florida, outlines some difficult trends. The pace of economic recovery and unknown factors related to health care reform and financial regulation are among these uncertainties. Net written premium for workers' compensation declined almost 12% in terms of a national average. Net written premium has shown a sharp decline each year since 2005. Thus, this is the fourth year in a row of unrelenting premium decline. A similar decline in premium is seen for national state funds. The decline in premium is based upon a decline in payroll, which in part is based upon the recession. This is made worse by fewer full-time employees in the manufacturing industry, which has been in steady decline since 1952. Meanwhile, workers' comp insurers' 2009 combined loss ratio rose to 110% from 101% the previous year, the largest single-year increase since the mid-1980s. Further pressure is placed upon the industry as a result of investment returns that remain below historical average. And in other news, 
Crawford and Company has named Bentley Layton as Vice President and Western Regional Manager for U.S. Property and Casualty Operations. Layton started his career as a multi-line claims adjuster in 1996 and has worked his entire 14-year career with Crawford. Most recently, he was Service Center Director of U.S. Property and Casualty Operations in South Florida, managing the company's Miami office. He also served as service center manager in the Albuquerque, New Mexico branch, as a supervisor in Brea, and as an adjuster in charge of Flagstaff, Arizona. Layton was the first manager to win the company's Circle of Excellence Award three times in two different locations. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone or iPod by searching for WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us, and please visit us again next week for more news.